When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, you can hear my voice, so I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible. Apologies, uh, I have been trying to av- actively avoid my daughter as long as possible, and uh, whether this is the direct correlation or what led to this, me sounding like this, whatever, I gave her a kiss the other day thinking that she was perfectly fine. She threw up like an hour later, and yeah, about 24 hours later, uh, I had a rough morning yesterday, so now I sound like this. You should see the way I look. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do much on camera here in the next couple days, but anyway, uh, so enough on, on, on that. It was a big night, I think, for the Lakers as uh, both of the other series drawed even to 2-2 apiece. Um, just like I, I, I looked at back when we were, you know, discussing the Lakers maybe getting out of the first round or whatever. Um, but all of these series are really going to impact each other. Um, and, and, you know, in a very clear way here with the Nuggets and Suns going to two games apiece, uh, the, the, that is going to go to at least six, probably seven. We have to see, um, what, um, Jokic's suspension situation looks like by the time you guys are listening to this you either will have gotten that information um, or will be hours away from getting it but tonight's a huge opportunity here for the Lakers one that they cannot pass up on as frankly the Nuggets did in in Phoenix so the Lakers can actually get ahead here in terms of uh, rest advantage heading into their next series and it all starts tonight. I guess as a quick aside, um, it wouldn't surprise me if Jokic was suspended here. Ishbia is brand new to the league. He just bought the Phoenix Suns. He bought Phoenix Suns and then traded for Kevin Durant to put them in this spot in the first place. Um, you know, he's a very competitive guy. He flopped on the play or the, the, the situation, whatever. Um, but yeah... The, the league has has been very strict as far as player interactions with fans and any kind of contact that is unnatural from the player side of things usually winds up landing that player a suspension. Um, it would I would I the more that I've seen it and stuff like that, I would be kind of surprised um, if the league didn't suspend Jokic. I, I hope I'm wrong, by the way. Like, I, I think um, I think in this case, you know, I would love to have Jokic available for all seven of these games or however long that series goes. Um, but, you know, when um, 
man, how do I phrase this? Uh, if if the league reacted as stringently as it did to um, a number of black players going into the crowd, and you had Artest, like his entire career and the way that he was viewed was derailed by way of the reaction to that. And ever since then, you have had players suspended for merely stepping off of the sideline um, in, in, in a moment of, of high tension, right? Um, if the league is going to be that strict with its black players, I think you're really going to call yourself in for some criticism if Jokic goes in there and shoves an owner. You know, and we can talk about the grade of the shove and all of that stuff and 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 how much Ishbia kind of sort of had it coming, right? He stepped toward Jokic, grabbed his arm, Jokic kind of shrugged him off. As you would expect Jokic to, to shrug him off. Yeah, players don't want to be touched by fans either. But Jokic didn't have any business going to the baseline to get the ball. It's the kind of thing that like uh, it's not like the fan's going to keep the ball. And even if that fan does yeah, uh, try to keep the ball, you have security that's going to show up. They're going to get the ball back. It was just, it was, there was nothing to be gained from Jokic walking into the stands like that. And the worst case scenario, I think really um, without anybody getting seriously hurt, you have Jokic pushing not just any fan, but the owner of the other team. Um, I would be pretty surprised uh, again, disappointed, but from a perspective, per, from a perception standpoint, I would be pretty surprised if Jokic doesn't get suspended here uh, for that. And if he does, and then you have Denver going back home for a game five um, without Jokic, can't see them winning that one. Then you have game six back in Phoenix, where uh, Phoenix has all of the momentum. That series might be over. You know, it, it, depending on how this thing goes. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 hoping I'm wrong, but I I think I would be pretty surprised if. Now, look, I guess all that said, Adam Silver has been a lot more lenient than D uh, David Stern was in almost every regard. Like we have seen, you know, suspensions really kind of whittled down. So, um, we'll we'll see kind of how Silver handles this. He has tried to placate players as much as possible um, as it pertains to like his own dealings for the most part, even like even in some situations where uh, the league, you know, would would normally come down hard on on a criminal allegation or something like that or or, uh, you know, any kind of a situation uh, that David Stern would have previously come down pretty hard on. He has actually done more of the, you know what, we're going to leave this to that team and we're going to let them handle that suspension and, and carry it out that way. Um, it, you know, it wouldn't really surprise me either way here, I guess. I, I would, I, I think, I think Jokic by the letter of the law probably should be suspended. Um, I would lean towards, like if I had to predict one way or the other, I think he does get suspended. But it is Adam Silver, and uh, in terms of like his punishments, you know, he's been pretty soft. So maybe that's the workaround here. But the reaction if Jokic doesn't get suspended is going to be really interesting.
and I'm not going to participate it <laughs> in it at all. All right, now, as far as the Lakers go, uh, again, huge opportunity that they have um, tonight. Now, we haven't seen Anthony Davis play back-to-back games, you know, and, and at the level that he played um, on uh, a couple nights ago on Saturday. It would be huge if he can muster that amount of energy. Uh, the Lakers are going to need it because I think they kind of found something in terms of approach to handling the pick and roll and kind of throwing off what the Warriors are trying to do. One really notable thing that happened over the course of that game was uh, Gary Payton the second came in while the game was, you know, the Lakers were way ahead, but it wasn't quite like he came in to play with some non-garbage minutes. And that was notable to me because, you know, one thing that the Warriors, it looked like we're going to be able to do was play all of their shooters and not put anybody else on the court who uh, couldn't shoot. The problem is Jordan Poole has been so terrible for most of these playoffs that he doesn't offer anything defensively. So I think Steve Kerr kind of thought, well, shoot, we got to get something from somewhere there and and put Gary Payton in the second end because he at least is going to hustle, he's going to defend and do all those things that Poole doesn't do when uh, he isn't scoring. So it's going to be interesting, you know, as we watch this chess game play out, will Kerr go back to um, more lineups or more guys, even if they aren't threats offensively, because he feels like he might get more from those guys in other facets of the game. Um, The Lakers got to the line. It was a march to the line all game. And I know Warriors fans uh, are, are, have been complaining about it for basically 48 straight hours, but you know, the reality is the Warriors already, uh, like the Lakers get to the free throw line a ton anyway. And the Warriors, if you're going to play guys who aren't as good defensively, they are going to foul more. And if you're going to play guys who um, aren't uh, good defensively and are out there to shoot, they're going to shoot. And that means they aren't getting to the, they aren't getting to the basket. They aren't getting to the line. And that's how you see that free throw disparity. Um, and, and, you know, if the Lakers can keep that up, if they can keep that march to the free throw line, you feel pretty good about their chances at at winning because free throws keep the other team out of transition. Obviously you get some guy, you get guys in foul trouble and they are less available. Um, for the Lakers, they have some shooters who kind of need to see the ball go through the rim and that becomes, you know, a, a, a bigger thing. Anthony Davis gets some easier points that don't involve finishing over three and four players in, in the paint. Um, and, and, and LeBron can, can maybe get it going there too. So, you know, you, you don't really want to whittle the series down to a singular stat, but really think the free throws are going to define how this thing is going to go. And if the Lakers, once again, have that kind of a disparity here, then I like, I like their chances at, at winning and going up 3-1. Now, if you want to get conspiratorial, does the league want this thing to to you know be potentially over in five games? Probably not, you know. So um, I <clears throat> I don't I don't really think it's worth going down that road. But um, yeah, I, I think here, and it kind of sucks because free throws are kind are, are the most boring part of basketball. But uh, it you know in in this case for the Lakers. 
the more free throws they can get and the fewer free throws they can allow, the better their chances are at winning this thing and winning going away too. Like they beat the shit out of the Warriors for, you know, two quarters there until in the fourth, like it was basically over already. Um, And, and that was after kind of a, a slow start that had a lot of us kind of nervous about how, about the direction that this series was potentially going in. Um, as far as counters that I'm, I'm anticipating here from the Warriors, well, this is where it's tough, but I think it really, it, it might be kind of ditching pick and roll altogether. So the Lakers did something really interesting that uh, I was a little nervous about at first, but it wound up working out, and it wound up working out in a way that I think the, the Warriors really have to counter it. Um, but they put uh, Jared Vanderbilt on Draymond, your screener, and essentially, you know, have him just muck up those plays. And if Draymond gets it going downhill, then, you know, you, you're, the backside of your defense is still LeBron and Anthony Davis as as your help side as everybody is pursuing the basketball from behind. Um, and, and you know, that, and as I've said, and as we have said, and as everybody has said, you don't throw a single pitch to defend a team as explosive as the Warriors are. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I would imagine the Lakers are going to go back to that as one of the things that they can do. I think you're going to see uh, Jared Vanderbilt on Steph again. I, I think... You know, if the Lakers are smart here, they play this one with the same kind of, and, and Darvin Ham coaches this one with the same kind of desperation that we saw from them in game one and the same kind of desperation that we saw from them in game three. Um, I think, you know, going into this, obviously had to win four games, and I think there were four specific opportunities the Lakers have to beat the Warriors. Game one was a big one because of the rest advantage. Um, obviously, game three is a big one playing back at home tonight is a big one playing back at home. And then game six is the, the next big opportunity if, if they can take care of business tonight. And I think sticking to that script is going to be huge. And that's why I, I think, you know, we're going to see everything thrown at the Warriors um, from the Lakers perspective. That said, Warriors can't afford to go down three, one. And uh, you know, it, we're probably going to see the same kind of desperation there. I think tonight, might really be like the special game of the, of the series and really the most important game of the Lakers season uh, to this point. All this said, the counter that I'm expecting here from the Warriors, uh, and I, you know, I, I said that they might have to ditch PNR altogether. That's probably a little insane given how great they are in the pick and roll. But look, if, if, the, if the Lakers are going to once again put Austin Reeves on Steph, the Warriors are probably better off isoing stuff, not bringing a, a a screener up there, not bringing an extra defender up there uh, to help on Austin Reeves. Reeves has looked exhausted, and and Curry just doesn't get tired. So um, that might be something that the Warriors do just to you know throw the Lakers off of their rhythm and force them into a different type of coverage. Get Vanderbilt back on Steph, who would be probably a little bit more successful in that ISO stuff. The thing about ISOs, though, is that that winds up taking a lot of the other guys out of the uh, out of uh, the Warriors' offensive picture, because you know you get Steph in the pick and roll, he hits uh, Draymond with a pocket pass, and now he's looking at three other shooters uh, that he could potentially get the ball to, or two shooters and a dunker that he can get the ball to. Um, 
And and whereas with Steph, if he doesn't break down the guy who's guarding him, he winds up having to shoot a a tough like fallaway three pointer that doesn't get anybody else involved. So even that is a counter that that you know you I don't know how confident the Warriors would be in that in terms of over the entirety of a 48 minute game. But yeah, this is you know the Lakers threw I think a pitch that the Warriors clearly really struggled with and how they kind of react and how they bounce back in handling that is I think going to define this next game on top of the free throw stuff that we talked about earlier the the other thing here and I know it's kind of terrifying because of what we've seen from AD these playoffs but really it kind of comes down to what AD are you getting Uh, we know what LeBron we're getting I think at this point it's pretty clear he is physically not in a place where he can dominate uh, the the game in the way that he has for the entirety of his career, right? So there is still going to be the same reliance on ball handlers, handlers like uh, Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder when he is in there, and LeBron is going to be doing the other stuff, right? And and look, if if LeBron is focused on doing the other stuff, he's going to be the best ever at doing the other stuff. So, like, I'm not as worried about LeBron figuring out that role. It would be nice to be able to have LeBron in his historical role, but I just don't think he can he can handle that quite in the same way. Um, but AD really, uh, it, it's really going to come down to, like, hey, we need you to get Draymond in foul trouble. We need you to do the same stuff you were doing uh, defensively in, in the last game where you're showing high and you're still crashing and you're still impacting the paint and all of those things. Um, yeah, it's only 48 hours later, and normally you would like to take a game off before you before you do that again, but the Lakers are really going to need a special AD game here because otherwise you have to win game five in Golden State. That sounds like a lot to ask for. Then you also then have to win... 48 hours later in game six um, or you have to then win a game in in Golden State a game seven in Golden State which like we saw how well that went for Sacramento so yeah I I think it really kind of comes down to Anthony Davis in this one Um, can he recover and 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 put out that same kind of energy that same force that same physicality that we've seen from him in the good games can he do that in two consecutive games here uh, so that he can maybe take game five off and bring it again in game six in the same way? Uh, as terrifying as it is to think about this that way, I think that's really going to define the Lakers season uh, and, and this their, their success rate in this series. Good luck. <laughs> no pressure. All right, that is going to do it here. I'm going to rest my voice and call it a night early, uh, relatively early. We're still 20 minutes in. Um, but yeah, huge game tonight. I don't think I'm going to be able to do playback. Um, I just, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm, I'm like fighting back, like just trying to, to stay upright here. We'll see if maybe it's just a 24-hour bug. If so, then I will be on playback and we can all watch game uh, four together. Uh, but if not... Certainly, you will have Raj and me uh, recapping it right after the game. And then I think Harrison on Tuesday or tomorrow, by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, to, to react to um, how the night before went. So until then, 
And until the next time I talk to you, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one. Oh, and yes, I know that there are some uh, iTunes questions in there. I promise I will get to those when I don't sound like I just swallowed a whole tub of salt. Have a good one, everybody.